Welcome to another inspirational teaching by Pastor Charles Neiman, Senior Pastor of Abundant Living Faith Center. All right, so good to have you. I want to thank all the first-time guests that are with us tonight. I haven't had a chance to say thank you. So great to have you here. And we do hope that you will come back and visit with us again. And uh, we'd love to be a part of, of seeing your life go forward. Go forward. Amen. And that's actually what I'm, I'm finishing up this teaching on tonight, uh, talking about living a going forward life. All right, kind of a long title, uh, but I, I think, it, I think it, it, it resonates. Well, it resonates with me. I hope it does with you. Uh, this all came out of a, just a, like a, a, a revelation I had in my life as I was looking at myself and looking at other people that I said that, that as I looked at this, I thought, you know, there's three realities of life. Number one, number one reality is that our Heavenly Father wants, desires our lives to go forward. So God wants your life to go forward. All right. Uh, how do I know that? Because the word blessed, right? Where it says blessed is the man or the blessing of the Lord. The word blessed in the Old Testament and New Testament both mean to cause your life to go forward. So God, one of God's manifestations of God's favor, God's blessing upon your life is that your life goes forward. All right. But even though, even though it is God's desire that our lives go forward, and that God is blessing lives to go forward, many lives are not going forward. And in fact, they are stagnant. All right? They're stagnant. Let me give you that definition once again of what the word uh, stagnant means. All right? Uh, let's see here, Charles. Where is it? Can you find it? All right? So to be, the word stagnant means to cease to flow or run. To cease to flow or run. To stop developing advancing, or to stop being usefully active. All right. Now we've kind of focused on that thought a lot. You know, I don't want to just be active. Huh? I want to be usefully active. Amen. I can be active going backwards. I can be active going sideways. God wants my life to go forward. All right. So these focusing on that, okay? So, um, you know, just as a means of review is that number three, uh, the reality is I, I've learned in my own life and in talking to other people that we don't know how to go forward. Why? Why don't we know how to go forward? Oftentimes it's because we are surrounded uh, with people who believe, accept, and have the idea uh, that the right way to live is to accept stagnation. Uh, we don't see examples around us oftentimes that we can emulate or follow. We are surrounded by, uh, and I don't mean this harshly, but we are surrounded by family, friends, co-workers that are content with living a stagnated life. And then you come to church and you start hearing things like, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. You start hearing things like God wants to bless you and cause your life to go forward. And God sparks something on the inside of you and you begin, a light begins to shine in you. And that light that begins to shine in you brings a reality to your life. And that is that God 
wants to help you go forward. And in order for that process to start, you've got to believe that it's possible for your life to go forward. I'm not even asking you to believe that it's probable. I'm just asking you to believe, number one, that it's possible. That your life, no matter where it is, no matter where it's come from, no matter how long maybe you have been at a certain place in your life, that it is possible that it could start moving forward right now. That it could start moving. Now, it may move slowly, but start moving forward. And that a year from now, you won't be where you are right now. Spirit, soul, body, financial, or social. You won't be where you are. Your life will be forward. Can I get a good amen tonight, right? So I believe that is first. And, and to, today as I was studying and looking at this, and even now during praise and worship, I was thinking about uh, this teaching night, going over to my mind and just holding it before the Lord. I just kept feeling this emphasis in my heart from the Holy Spirit to emphasize that right now at the beginning of the teaching because there's someone here tonight or maybe several someones that your life circumstance has become so narrow and so oppressive and so impossible that, that God has brought you to church tonight to shine light down on your path through his word. The Bible says the entrance of his word brings light and to shine light on your path and say, look, there is for you a way forward. There is a way forward. But tonight, all he wants from you is to believe that he will help you and that it's possible for your life to go forward, that it's possible just to bring that, that little mustard seed of faith can move your life and start taking it just to pull your feet out of that muck and mire that you've been trapped in for so long and to begin. And it's hard when, you're, when your life has been stagnant, right? We never underestimate the power of momentum. But when you've lost momentum, whoo, man, it's going to take a lot of effort right? Remember I said to you a few weeks ago, the reality and a lot of the military guys in here, I, I learned this from, a, from a, a, a military man in the church several years ago. And he said to me, he said, you know, Charles, it takes six times the firepower to advance a position than to hold a position. I don't know if that's still, that, I mean, if there's an updated version on that, let me know after service. All right. But that's what he told me. He said, it takes six times the firepower. Now, when I first heard that, that intimidated me because I was, we were next door in the old sanctuary and, 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 and I was thinking, oh, I was thinking about maybe God was going to make me build a new sanctuary. <laughs> Did you hear how I worded that? That God was going to make me build one. I'm not, I wasn't volunteering to build one. You can ask my family, Right. They will tell you, we probably, they, if it was up to them, we would have started construction on this probably three years before we did. But I was like, get thee behind me. I want nothing to do with that. I'm happy. I'm happy. You know, we would have packed services in that sanctuary next door. But miraculously, I always had a seat right down front. Amen. When I came to church, though there was no more parking, Wow, I always had a parking space right at the back door. It's a miracle, <laughs> right? 
And people say, Charles, the nursery hallways are so crowded. And I was like, my kids are in their 30s. I don't care about nursery crowded hallways. I'm not going back there. I'm just telling you the truth, right? And I had all kinds of reasons not to do it. Mostly because I didn't want, I just was intimidated by the amount of effort it was going to take to push that ball forward, that rock forward. Okay? But don't be intimidated by it. And here's why. Because God doesn't, isn't going to make you take your life forward by yourself. He is going to put wind in your sails. He is going to help you or he's going to bring people alongside you to put their hand to the rock with you. And together, you're going to push the rock forward. And once you get it rolling, then you can keep it rolling. Amen? So don't be intimidated by that, all right? So last week, right, uh, one thing we discovered was is that if you're going to go forward, Paul said, you got to quit looking back. Mm. Philippians 3, you got to forget the past. And boy, oh boy, you know, I mean, just this last few days in my life, I've just been having to fight the good fight of faith to keep stuff from my past reaching into my present and trying to pull me back into my past. It's amazing. Huh? It's almost like an old horror flick, you know, that those hands come out of the past, ooh, right? And grab you and try to pull you back into those old emotions and old feelings and old thinking and old burdens, right? And you've been free from them. Am I talking to anybody tonight, right? And they just, they just reach back, you know, they just come back and you got to just take that, that word of God and just fight that and just keep looking forward. Say, get thee behind me, devil. I'm not going back. I'm not playing with that stuff. I'm not going to let you get in my emotions. I'm not going to let you get in my soul. I'm not going to let you get in my heart and my mind. I'm not going to replace stuff that's been dead for 10 years. Am I helping anybody? All right. Why? Because I'm going forward. Even though people want to take me back because that's where they're living, I'm not going back. I love you, but I don't love you enough to give up the life that God has for me. I'm not, I'm not going back. All right? So, amen. Good teaching. All right? Now, last week, we, we, uh, we went to a very powerful verse because we talked about uh, that that one of the things that you, you've got to generate in your heart and ask God to help you with, if, if you're not strong in this area, you can become strong in it. Again, quit, quit judging your future potential by your past. Amen? You're not the same person you were back then. You've changed. Come on, you're smarter. Come on, you're smarter. Right? You've learned more. I'm not the same guy I was five years ago. I'm not the same guy I was five days ago. I'm, I'm just telling you the truth. I'm not the same guy I was five days ago. I've learned some things in the last five days that have made me better and stronger and smarter than I was five days ago. Amen? And so I'm, 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 I'm going forward, and you're going forward too. I'm not going to let you come to this church and stagnate. I'm not going to let it. I'm going to bug you. I'm going I'm to poke you. I'm going to stick you. I'm going to kick you a little bit. 
I'm going to shove you. I'm going to get you in something. I'm going to get somebody to you somehow, some way, and we're going to get your life going forward so that this time next year, you're going to turn around and go, whoo, look at that. Glory be to God. Amen. For what? You know, amen. Amen. All right. So uh, we, we started looking last week, right? First, uh, second Peter chapter two, verse 23 said that this is an old proverb, right? That the dogs return to their vomit and the pigs go back to their mud. All right. And I said to you that that is a dangerous way to live, right? That the dogs go back to their vomit. Huh? They turn back. The word turn means they return to error. Wow. You know, doesn't there, you know, I think you got to make a determination in your heart that I'm not going to quit doing the same dumb stuff over and over again. Mm, I'm not going to, I'm going to quit returning to mistakes. I'm going to quit returning to them, right? I'm not a dog and I'm not a pig. I'm not a dog. I'm not a pig. Hmm? I'm not going to go back to my vomit. The word vomit means the, th- the thing that you, that you held in contempt. Or to the mire, which means dirt, filth, or manure. Hmm? It's amazing how we can hold something in contempt, which is you disapprove of it with disgust, and yet go back to it. So Jesus is saying, stop it. Don't live that way. Right? No more. Hmm? Tell the devil, not today. Right? No more. I'm not going back. Not, not today. Not now. Not now. Not now. No more. I'm not even. Not it. No more. I'm not going back. I'm sure I got the words wrong, but how many of you got what I'm saying to you? Right? All right? So what it takes is determination. It takes determination to go forward. It takes determination. And you have it in you. God has put it in you. Determination to go forward. It's determination to believe the promises more than the past. To believe the promise more than the past. To believe the promise more than the present. Determination. Determination to believe Jeremiah 29, 11, that God has a hope and God has a future for you. God has a hope and God has a future for you. All right, we ended up in Joshua 24. I'm reviewing this because it's so good. You need to hear it again, right? I love it. And then we're going to get into what, what we're going to wrap up tonight, right? That, that credible statement Joshua made in Joshua 24, as for me and my house, we will, we will, we will, we will serve. We will serve. We, we we, we will, we will, we will, we will, we will. Don't know what you're going to do. Don't know what you're going to do. Don't know what they're going to do. But we, we, we don't care what the rest of you think. We, we, as for me and my house, we will not hope to, not sometime, not might, not if you agree with it. We will, we will, we will serve. We will serve the Lord. 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 As for me and my house, can you hear the determination in his voice? 
right? Absolutely one of the most powerful statements. And now we know why thousands of years later, we still name our kids Joshua. There's probably a bunch of them in here tonight. I guarantee you there's a bunch of them next door. A bunch of little Joshua's running around. Hmm? I decide, you decide, God is blessing me to go forward. Say it with me. I decide, God is blessing me to go forward. Now, turn in your Bible with me to Matthew chapter 6. Are you ready? Spend a little more time on that than I thought, but I think it was good. And uh, I just felt like there was somebody here tonight that just needed that, uh, that review. All right, you're welcome. All right, Matthew chapter 6. Part of the Sermon on the Mount. You know, the Sermon on the Mount begins in chapter 5 and goes all the way through chapter 7. This is the teaching of Jesus' life. All right? After this day, he never teaches this much in one continuum. All right? This is the teaching of his life. Three chapters long. Wow. Okay? And he touches on so many areas of life and life inside the kingdom. And he, he, he's coming along. So let's go to verse 19. Matthew 6, verse 19. You got the picture? The crowd's there. He's up on the mountain. He's talking to them. They're all sitting there. They've never heard anything like this. And he comes out of one part, one emphasis that he's teaching, right? And then he moves into another one. He said, lay out for yourselves churches upon earth, where moth and rust do corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, nor thieves cannot break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So what he's clearly saying to us, he's not saying here that you shouldn't save money. He's not saying that because other parts of the Bible teaches you to save money. So Jesus was in contradiction other teaching in the scripture. All right? All scripture, is all truth runs parallel, Right? Truth does not contradict each other. If I have a truth and you have a truth and they disagree, then one of us doesn't have a truth. Because all truth runs parallel. All right? So what he's saying here is, is that don't live your life just focusing on what's going on here. Have a heart and a thought towards heaven. Have a heart and a thought towards God. Think about him. Have your focus on him, not just on you, not just what the world is doing or what the world can do for you, but have your heart. And one way to keep your heart centered in God is to make sure you're putting treasure where, on, on the things and in the things that God finds valuable or important, right? Not just earthly stuff. Amen. Hmm? Boy, I could just go off there for days. All right. Well, let's move on. Now, with that thought in mind, he moves into verse 22, right? So here's what, I'm gonna, here's what I want you to see. Whether you realize it or not, and he didn't use, the, didn't use the word, but really, really what he's starting to talk about now is focus. Focus. What he's really talking about now is focus, and he's going to talk about priority, Right? I think we all know before we go, are you learning anything good tonight? I think we all know sitting in this house of God tonight, right? Listening to the word and the Holy Spirit touching our hearts. I think we all know, right? That if I focus on the wrong stuff, I may be active, but I may be going sideways instead of forward. Or I may be going backwards instead of forward. Or I may be just stagnated because I'm focusing 
on the wrong stuff. Hmm? Oh, the Bible teaches so much about seeing things and looking at things. And there's a difference between seeing and looking. Right? Difference between seeing and looking. All right? So what am I focusing on? Am I, what am I focusing on? And, is, is, and if what I'm focusing on, God, listen to it now. Listen. Is what I'm focusing on taking me forward or is in truth stagnating me? Is the things I'm focusing on between me and my spouse, is it taking us forward or is it stagnating us? Did you hear that? Hmm? Yeah, but she just drives me crazy. Okay, but is it taking you forward or is it stagnating? Hmm? Catch what I'm saying to you, right? So what am I focusing on? Okay. Now with that thought in mind, get ready. Here he comes, right? He's going to bring it to us. All right. This is so magnificent. Verse 22, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye be single. So obviously without going any further, we know this. That's the goal. That's what he wants us to think. That's what he wants us to head towards, right? Without going any further, I already know that. My eye being single. Your whole body shall be full of light. But if your eye be evil, your whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore, this is something, the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Whew. Okay, let's break it down. You ready for some definitions? And we're going to look at some things and break it down. I think this is absolutely some of the most important teaching for my life, right? I mean, I, I saw this years ago and I come back to it regularly and I look at it and I quiz myself, right? And sometimes I don't like the answer. Hmm? Sometimes I don't like the answer. Sometimes I've, I've moved off, but that's why you need to come back so you can check yourself. Can I get a good amen? The Bible says the man that judges himself is not going to be judged. Amen. Hmm? So here he says, right? It's, the light of the body is the eye. Okay? Now, and he says the whole body. The whole body there means your whole person. So he's not talking here about just your physical eye and your physical body. He's talking about your focus of your life, how, how you look at things, what you look at in life, what you focus on in life, right? And that, and that, that what, what you're focusing on, what you're looking at, affects your whole person. Your whole person, spirit, soul, body, financial, social, affects your whole person. Now, you may be sitting there saying, man, I've never thought of that. I guarantee you, if you'll stop for one minute and just go back over your life right now, you'll know that statement is absolutely truth. Absolute truth. Okay. Wow. Wow. We see it around us all the time in the news, 
and stuff where somebody gets focused and they think, well, I'll just, you know, this just this just one little part of my life. And, you know, over here, I'm a great guy and 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 I'm a great guy. And then one day the FBI breaks into the house <laughs> and they see what's on the computer and Bubba's going to prison. Now his whole person is being affected. His wife divorces him. He loses his job. And he's going to go to a bad, bad place. Am I right? Hmm. So what am I looking at? What am I focusing on? Jesus said, keep your eye single. Keep your eye single. Write this down. The word single, there are several definitions I'll give them to you. Number one, not complex. So in other words, in other words, don't let yourself get messed up because you think things are too complex, too complicated, and, and, and there's no way out. There's no solution. No, there's a way out. There's a solution. Don't let it get too complex. Amen? Keep it in perspective. Keep it in perspective. You know, last few years, I've changed some things now, but last few years, I spent just records amount of time talking to people, you know, just talking to people, counseling and things like that. And, and um, don't do near as much of that as I used to, but, um, you know, um, doing a lot of it and, 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 I can't tell you how many times I've sat in rooms with people and looked at them and said, fixing your marriage is not that complex. But I think sometimes what happens to us is the devil gets into our thought process and he convinces us that it's so difficult and so complex that we just throw up our hands and we stagnate. And we live in it. So Jesus said, ah, don't, 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 don't let it get too complex on you here. And can I just give you a little side thing here, right? There's a part of society that loves to make things complex. Loves it. Hmm. So let's continue. Not complex. Write this down. If your eye be single, not seeing double. Not seeing double, right? So that immediately brings to us about being double-minded, right? On again, off again. Like it, hate it, love it, wish we'd never seen it, right? Love church, wish I'd never come to church. Mm. This year, I'm going to read my Bible every day, and we last a day and a half. And then we go four months and then, oh, I'm back, right? Double-minded. Don't see double. Don't be fooled. Don't see double. Okay? Find out what you're focusing on and stay focused. Move towards it. Hmm? If I'm looking at two things, I'm going to end up going sideways and my activity is going to become useless. I'm going to stagnate. 
Am I making sense to you tonight, right? Jesus said, keep your eye single. Write this down, right? He said, see things as they are. See things as they are. You know how, you know, what Charles Neiman translation of that in the original Charles Neiman text, right? Quit lying to yourself, Charles. Be honest with yourself. Quit lying to yourself. Hmm? You know, I came, I came out of the Christmas holidays and I knew I was being bad. True confessions. I knew I was being bad. I knew I was, right? I knew I was. So I got out of the Christmas holidays, January the 2nd. I got on the scale. I waited till the second. Because the first was football games and everybody was coming over and I'm going to need one more, well, actually several more bowls of Shannon's world-famous, life-changing brownies. <laughs> Ezra, have you had Shannon's brownies? Am I telling the truth? Are they life-changing? Changing, life changing. I mean, it's almost like eating scripture. <laughs> like, I'm not joking, am I? I mean, they're life changing. Let's pray. I'm going to go home and eat some. Amen. So anyway, so I got on the scale, right? And I remember I was standing there and I don't even want to look. And I looked and I went, no, there's something wrong with the scale. There's something wrong with the scale. Somebody been messing with the scale. There is no way I gained that much weight. Way? See things like they really are. Amen. Quit lying to yourself. Hmm? Jesus said, see things the way they are. Don't lie to yourself. Don't let yourself be lied to. See things the way they are. See it for what it is. See it for what it is. Amen. He said, if you do that, your whole person will be filled with light. Truth is going to come to you. Light is going to come into you. But if you don't, then you're going to see darkness. Wow. That word single also means, right? Are you ready for this? This is right out of the New Testament dictionary. Greek English dictionary. Are you ready? I'm going to like this because I've been using a word for years and I've been trying not to use it, but now I've discovered it's actually scriptural. The word single is a word that when Jesus said, he's saying, don't be stupid. Hmm? Don't practice. Don't bring stupidity into your life, Charles. It's literally what he said. Don't bring it into your life. Amen. Don't bring it into your life. But instead, bring prudence into your life. Prudence, the, diction, the Bible dictionary means 
know how to deal with fellow people, make it a point in your life, write this down, make it a point. You want your life to go forward? Make it a point in your life to figure out how to deal with people. Make it a point. You want your life to go forward? Then make it a point in your life to figure out how to deal with people. So why are we making such a big deal about that? Because how often do you hear people say, I'm not dealing with you. I'm, not, I'm just not dealing with this kid anymore. Well, you're going to get somebody else to deal with them? You think they're going to change because you've decided not to deal with them anymore? You think they're going to get better because you choose to ignore them? Do you think it's the school's responsibility to fix your little blessing? Do you think it's my responsibility? Hey, my kid. Not my job. Not our youth department's job to fix your kid. No, I'm picking, listen, I'm not trying to pick on you. Well, I guess I am, but I'm not doing it in a bad way. I'm doing it in a sweet way, right? My point being here, look at what he, Jesus said. He said, look, 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 look. Don't be stupid about life. Figure this out. Figure out how am I going to deal with this person? Figure it out. And I'll help you. See, God's saying, I'll help you. I know, I know what makes them tick. And I'll help you. I'll help you. Figure it out. Imagine, imagine if you've got a husband and a wife and both of them decide, I'm going to figure out how to work with you. Amen. Instead of. <laughs> now your girlfriend say, right on sister. That's the way to be, baby. That's the way to be. Put that boy in his place. And Jesus saying, that's stupid. Now you're not so sure you love me, are you? Hmm? <laughs> Jesus said, don't practice stupid, practice prudence. Know how to deal with fellow people and the circumstances of life. Now, where, do you, how do you, where do you learn that? You learn that from his word. You learn that from his spirit. You learn that from being in church. You learn that from building a relationship with God. You learn that by focusing, going forward. I got to finish up, right? The synonyms of single means in your life, be unwilling to do harm. Hmm? I can, but I'm not willing to do it. It means to be sincere, genuine, benevolent, good, kind. The antonyms of the word single are deceitful. Jesus said, don't, don't be deceitful. Hmm? Don't lead others astray. Don't be bad or evil. All right, let's go to verse 23. A couple more minutes. Are we happy still? Yes. Huh, we're glad we came to church. Yes. Good teaching, huh? Hot fudge on our ice cream. This will really help us. Verse 23, but if your eye be evil, but if your eye be evil, the word evil there means wicked, malicious, mischievous, evil, which corrupts others. Oh, watch out for that, man. Watch out for that. Watch out for people that are trying to get you to do wrong. Envy, injurious words, 
Hmm? I, th- I think there's one expression you should only hear one time in your life and that you should never hear spoken about you ever again. Why do you keep hurting me like that with your words? I think that should be one, that is an expression you should hear once in your life and you should never be accused of that again for the rest of your life. That should be, that should be the end of that coming out of your mouth. Well, I, I, I just have to say what, what I think. Even if it hurts, okay. Jesus called that. <laughs> the synonym of the word evil is lawless. Lawless means you have no boundaries on your life. Remember we talked about having boundaries last week? There's no boundaries on your life. If you're lawless, you have no boundaries. So you're going to live a not going forward life. Amen. All right. He said, if your eye be evil, look at this. Your whole person shall be full of darkness. The word darkness means full of misery. Golly. Bad in character, evil, harmful. I don't want that. How, how, many, how many of you want a miserable life? I don't want a miserable life. Don't, I don't come to church. I don't serve God. I'm not a child of God. Jesus came to give me life and life more abundantly, not life and life more miserable. I don't want misery. And he's telling me how to, how to avoid misery, how to avoid it. Right? He's telling me how to do it. It's brilliant. Thank you, Master. If therefore the light that is in you be darkness... Hmm? The word light there means the moral and spiritual light and knowledge, moral goodness, purity, holiness, which produces reward and happiness. So he said, you know, have that light in you, not darkness. Okay, jump with me now. Watch real quick. Two minutes. So he comes out of 23, right? Talking about not having two eyes, not being double vision keeping your eye full of light, not full of darkness. And he comes right into 24 and says, no man can serve two masters. He just edges the knife, right? Edges the sword. No man can serve two masters. So I ask myself, who am I serving? Who am I serving? Who am I submitting to? Am I submitting to light or darkness? Am I submitting to prudence or stupid, stupidity? Which one am I serving? Amen? I want to see life the way it is. Why? Because you'll either hate the one or love the other. You'll hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and the God of this world. Okay, now watch this, right? Then he jumps to 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. Now, if you're seeking, you're going forward. That's a given. If you're seeking, you're going forward. Stagnant people aren't seeking. Seeking. They're sinking, but they're not seeking. All right? They're just stuck. They're not seeking. They're not knocking. They're not asking. They're stagnant. So he said seek. The word seek means to try to gain to strive after with the idea of earnestness. A seeking life is a going forward life. 
So he says, seek first. The word first means especially and chiefly the kingdom of God. His royal domain. Write this down. The kingdom of God means God's rule within you. So in, clo in closing, I want to drop this last thought. That, that's a little more hot fudge, maybe some whipped cream and a cherry on top of your ice cream, right? That to go forward in my life, I'm going to forget the past, the other things we've looked at, and now I'm going to seek first God's kingdom. God's, the word kingdom means God's rule within my life. So I'm going to look at my life tonight and I'm going to say a week from now, God is going to have more rule in my life. A month from now, God is going to have more rule in my life. By summer, God is going to have taken more territory in my life. By Christmas, God is going to take more territory. I'm going to give him more territory in my life. I want his rule to increase in my life. Seek first. Huh? The literal text says the advancement of God's kingdom. So I want God's kingdom to advance. It's a choice I make. It's a choice you make. And I've got to focus my eyes on that. If not, I'm going to get off focus and his kingdom is going to quit advancing. Did you learn some good things tonight? Amen. Would you give the Lord a good hand clap? Stand to your feet with me, please. So glad you came. Whew. You're welcome. Thank you for coming. Would you lift your hands towards heaven? Father, in the name of Jesus, we choose light. <laughs> we choose light. We choose light. We choose our eyes to be single. We choose your kingdom. We choose to see things as it is. We choose to reject stupid, Lord. We just reject it. God, oh God, oh God, we don't ever want somebody to look at us and go, oh my Lord, he's so stupid. I reject that off of my life, Lord. And I surely don't want you to think that. So I'm asking, we're asking for your help. God, we have so much to learn. So help us. And one thing we decide tonight is we're going to seek first the advancement of your rule in our lives. I'm going to give over more of my emotions, more of my thoughts, more of my desires to your rule. I want your kingdom to advance. In Jesus' name. Now, every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're here tonight. Thank you for joining us. We hope you've enjoyed today's message. For information on teaching material or questions about our church, please visit us at alfc.com.